Hello, friends. My name is David White, and you're listening to the Misconceptions Podcast. knew things were too quiet. Now we got to deal with this trip. Where'd she even come from? What? <laughs> Are we getting that sloppy? Was she just following us the whole time? Jeez. Well, S is lo- looking pretty banged up. Eh, Ren's a robot. He'll be fine. Where's Faye? Hmm. Hopefully she gets out here soon. Oi! You idiot! Stop shooting! Previously on Misconceptions, the crew was doing a little bit of investigating. Uh, They had been contacted by, not Marcus Malcolm, they had been contacted by Pedro, a drug dealer who was connected to the very first case they ever worked together, and which brought them together as a team. But Pedro said somebody was following him. Uh, The crew investigated, didn't find out who was following, but found out that it was somehow related to Marcus Malcolm. A, uh, a wannabe drug kingpin that was also connected to their first case and was also somehow connected to Prometheus University. The crew went to Prometheus University, met an eclectic professor who was very helpful, maybe like too much so, but uh, they found Marcus Malcolm's stuff. They found a journal entry of his which talked about some experiments on an island and uh, of Marcus Malcolm wanting to get out of that and of a professor named Dr. Piotr Jacobi. Uh, While all of this investigation was going on, apparently they were being followed by an old nemesis, a co-worker of Bill's connected to the Golden Flamingo Casino who had been following them for some time and had finally launched her surprise attack on them, blowing up Esther's SUV Injuring Esther and Rin before stepping out of her vehicle to do combat. So that is where we start up. The SUV is a smoldering hunk. Fire is all around it. Smoke is rising up from it. Uh, Esther, you have a searing hot door on top of you. And Rin, you're like patting out the flames on your hoodie. Uh... Bill, you are standing up with a tower shield extended from your left hand. There are students and different faculty members that are just sprinting away from this area, um, alerted by the exploding SUV, obviously. Uh, Faye, uh, you are inside the science building with Professor Walters, or Dr. Walters, and as you are saying your goodbyes and like going to go meet the uh, the crew at the SUV, the ground beneath you suddenly rocks with an explosion. Um, I'm just going to sprint out and head towards the SUV. Okay. You sprint out. You throw open the glass doors. You see 
the hulking mess of the SUV. You see your three companions on the grass, uh, and then you see a familiar figure stepping out from an unassuming car, and you freeze in your steps. You flash back to that time in your old apartment uh, with this same woman, Jessie, with the dragon tattoo coiling up her arm, uh, breaking into your safe space, assaulting you, and you barely escaping with your life. Um, And then you snap back to the present day. Uh, She has an assault rifle, and she's, like, taking, squeezing off a few rounds, and Bill's, like, has his shield, and the bullets are, like, bouncing off of his shield. Okay. So Faye, like, ducks back inside. Okay, okay. You've got this, Faye. You can face her. You've, you beat her once. You can beat her again. You Okay, do your breathing. Whew, okay, you're going to be okay. You're going to help your friends. You're going to make it out. They're all going to be okay. And then she's going to come out the other way. Um, well, I don't entirely know how the building's set up, but she's going to try to get to a position where she's a little bit behind Jesse. Um, okay. But so she can't see her. Okay, okay. The the drive that pulls up is kind of circular, so you could just step down and like run along the other side of it parallel to where Jesse and the, the fight is happening. So you're running that way. Uh, we cut back to the rest of the crew lying there. Bill, you feel the bullets bouncing off of your shield as she's squeezing off some shots. I've been following you for days. I'm going to enjoy killing all four of you. I'm not going to say anything besides what I already said. And I'm going to attack her. I'm going to jump at her with my tower shield. I'm going to use float like a butterfly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To propel myself towards her with my tower shield. Um, so that's two tags. I'm going to use blunt force trauma and then risk taker. That should be two more tags. Okay. I feel like okay. they make sense. I'm also going to go for a hit with all you've got. Yeah. Because this seems important. Sure. So you're rolling a hit with all you've got for a plus four? Yeah. Okay. All right. I rolled a 10 plus four. All right. So you roll a, a dynamite with a hit with all you've got. On a dynamite, choose one option from the list. You have an outstanding hit choose three options from the move standard list you defend another you protect yourself in another alley from a counter strike uh, you hit them hard you hit them hard increasing the tier of the status you give them by two or hitting two more targets with the same status uh, you cause extreme collateral damage or you control the conflict and take two juice and you can use it to choose effect improvements from change the game so you're hitting her with a tier equal to power uh, but her bulletproof vest is going to reduce it by two. So instead of a four, you're hitting her with a status of two. Uh, what do you want to add to it? Who looks more messed up to me? Uh, definitely Esther. All right. So I'm going to do that and then also secure a superior position. So okay. the way I think that looks is... I'm going to jump at her and just clobber her with the shield. And as she's, like, stumbling back, I'm going to, like, dash to Esther and, like, pull her and myself behind 
like it may seem counterintuitive but behind the smoldering vehicle since it's already blown up like it's at least a line of sight to get out of the way of bullets mm-hmm. so that's mm-hmm. what I'm gonna do so you hit her with the status of two you perform superior advantage and then uh, defend another so you protect Esther as well yeah okay so you you jump forward you take your shield you jam it into her chest the the bulletproof vest taking the brunt of the attack but she staggers backward and she <coughs> starts coughing uh, and you rush back you grab the door throw it off of Esther you grab her and you drag her over to the car uh, Esther as Bill is dragging you to the car uh, what what do you do? What do you say? I feel like I'm still trying to catch my breath, so I can't. I don't know that I can really say anything. Like I feel like the breath was knocked out of me completely. Sure. Um. So like I'm trying to put effort into like helping him move me, but that's about all I can do at this point. Okay. Okay. So Bill, you hit uh, Jesse straight in the chest. She stumbles backwards. Um. And then she starts staggering uh, to get back to her car. Uh, what are what are the rest of you doing? Uh, to continue with the um, soda machine, I want to say that I'm like leaning against it, or like on the ground, like um, sitting against it. I guess. Okay. And I'm going to like put my hand on it. Either one, have it shoot out sodas at her. Well, could I have it shoot out sodas at her? Uh, sure. I will say you could roll a change the game to okay. create some sort of a of a story tag to create like a vending machine gun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, kind of similar to like the tokens at the. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, so go ahead and roll roll a uh, change the game to create such a complication. I'll say machine possession, and then everything is binary, since it's like a very simple machine. Sure. So, so. change the game with plus two. Yeah. Uh, nine. Nine. Okay. So you gain two juice. Uh, what do you What do you want to do? Create a story tag. Uh-huh. Um. So. Uh, <laughs> What do we call it? Soda machine gun yeah, one. Soda machine gun one. And then add an additional. Like give a. Well, a story tag doesn't get additional ones. It's just that. It's a story tag one. And you just add it. Should I, so should I just do a status then? Or so maybe maybe you could do a thing where like you create this machine gun uh, out of the soda machine, mm-hmm. uh, but then it vends like an energy drink, and you take it and crack it open and sip it, and it reduces your uh, status by one. So it would My take brain. it down from a two to one. So this would be reducing a status. You create a story tag, so soda machine gun, and then you. <laughs> so first of all, it'll like vend it out and you'll shoot it towards them. And the second drink will come down and you'll crack it open and <sighs> ah, a refreshing sip of a drink. Uh, and you're at two ticks or you're at not two ticks, but you're at the number two right now. 
And so this would step it down to the number one. Okay. Um, anyways, you do that, and now you could roll a, uh, I guess this would be a <laughs> hit with all you've got or a go toe-to-toe. Yeah. So you got the plus one for the soda machine gun. Yeah, and I don't think I would use, would I be able to, um, what about scanner vision to kind of see where she's at? Sure. Yeah. So plus two. Okay. And I'm going to activate your sensory overload weakness tag. So a minus one, and you also get a new attention. Hey. Uh, but as you're as you're touching it, as you're aiming up the shot, that static returns. Uh, you haven't heard it for a while, so you kind of thought it was just gone and you know a fluke thing, but it comes back. And you hear that voice whispering to you. They're not whispering to you, but just talking in that rough robotic language. Searching. Ren, username, mission, Pascal. And you, you try to focus through it, and you shoot the can out. So go ahead and roll with your plus one. Nine. A nine? So, uh... Go toe-to-toe. I would say go toe-to-toe, and rather than, like... Like a wounded one status, I think that it would be more appropriate for a soda can to like trip or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so you could give her a trip status or something. Yeah. Uh, but what do you want to do? So you have uh, on a seven through nine, choose one. Uh, the last one. Um, so block, dodge, or counter their best attempts. Yeah. So like I, the soda can like shoots out. Um, and I'll say like as she's like pointing her gun at me it like hits the gun out of the way and her bullets like spray off in a different direction or like the two two can shoot I guess and like it trips her and the other can like points the gun in a different direction and she sprays in another way so you you aim up your shot the static in your head you fire it Uh, she hears a strange sound coming toward her as she turns around aims a gun at you it hits the barrel of the gun kind of knocks it to the side the bullets spray into the dirt carving this line of dust that shoots up in the grass uh and then she stares daggers at you uh who else um so i'm kind of picturing that like there's a fairly large sized tree in the vicinity. Sure. It's like college campus. Like in the mall area? Yeah. Um, so I am going to attempt to manipulate the tree to be like Harry Potter Whomping Willow style and like bop her on the head. Okay. And knock her out. Okay. Similar to what you did with uh, Jimmy the Butcher whenever yes. you fought him at the dog pound. But instead of it just being like a branch, I'm wanting it to be like... A significant portion of the tree. Okay. Go ahead and roll a change the game to create a uh, something like this. Okay. Um, plant growth. Yeah. <laughs> I got a four. Okay. So you do take control of the tree. It swings at her, but it just misses. Great. It just... In fact, she doesn't really even notice. It's very stiff. It doesn't have, like, the bend you want it to. It's a very old tree. 
but it swings at her, totally misses. Uh, and she's like cocking her gun, clearing the gun jam to resume firing. Uh, what What do you do? Because I don't think I can hit you with something if you miss a change the game. Cool. Ha ha. Um, okay, so Faye's going to like try to do that and be like, and go to just a like her gut reaction, which is vines to the ankle. Okay. Okay. Um, plant growth. What am I rolling? What are you rolling? Uh, I think I think this would be a go toe to toe because you're struggling for control. Good night. I got a four. Okay, <laughs> so you lash out, frustrated, just damn it, and lash out with the vines. These roots come up out of the ground, start to coil around her boots. Uh, but as she's clearing her gun jam, she just looks down at her feet and sees the vines and like tears her foot free and knows, I know what this is. I'm familiar with it. She looks around and sees you like standing on the other side of the driveway, your arms outstretched. She says, not this time, you bitch. She like puts the gun on top of the, the, uh, the roof of the car and then just squeezes off a shot. Um, go ahead and roll a face danger against a gunshot three status. Solid. Solid. <laughs> okay. Um, plant growth, and I'm just going to like try to throw up as many vines as possible. Okay. And I am getting new dice. <laughs> Here, my dice are lucky. No, you just said they were. So now they're, not. So now they're definitely not. <laughs> now that you said they're good, they're definitely not good. I just had one. Huh? Did I? Ha- I had. Yeah, plank growth, growth one. Yeah. I got an eight. Eight. Okay. So you, uh, it's not vines that you cause to come out of the ground. There's like this hedge, kind of on the sidewalk, and you like thrust your arms up, and the branches of the hedge just like shoot out to an abnormal length, getting in front of you. Uh, you see some of the bullets like pierce into the bark but some of them get through and graze your skin and like hit you in the thigh uh so you take a uh flesh wound two status esther what are you doing um so esther's kind of coming back to a little bit and i guess she's like kind of sitting up behind the mask she still doesn't feel like she can stand on her own but um and she's just kind of taking everything in but like She's still, like, just dazed, Mm -hmm, I guess. mm -hmm. She doesn't have a dazed status, but... Sure. I mean, you got hit pretty hard with a piece of your own SUV. Yeah. So. Poor Esther. All of her stuff is She does, like, reach down to, like, pat herself to make sure, like, her gun is still in place. You you pat yourself and you find your your dad's revolver is still in its holster at your hip. Because that would suck. Yeah. Uh, what else was everybody doing? Does she get another turn? Yeah. The uh, I will I will say that I'll I'll activate a soft move, uh, and as she squeezes off some shots at Faye, she looks and she sees you know the other the rest of you like eyeing her, and she like opens up her car door and like moves to go inside of it. All right, I'm gonna run, try to. I don't know. Just like hit her while she's in the car because I don't want to see what she comes out with. Okay. 
uh, go ahead and roll a. Uh, I'll say this is a go toe to toe. Go toe to toe. Because you're like trying to fight her to keep her outside of the vehicle. Yeah. I'm going to make a bat. Okay. I'm going to try to clobber her with it. So I'm going to use uh, blunt force trauma. I, th- I still think risk taker applies. I feel cheap if I keep using float like a butterfly. But it would make sense. Yeah, so I, this is our first combat of Season 2, and I said this like when we first started Season 2, that first session. But during combat, you cannot use the same tags back-to-back. Gotcha. Um, unless the situation has changed, uh, which I don't... I mean, we can interpret that however we want, I guess. But like, it's also like keeping the fight interesting. Like Daredevil doesn't do like the same punch every fight. Like he flips off this wall and then he flips over the table and he hits this dude with a baton. Like it keeps it dynamic, not sure. using the same tags. Uh, but anyways, yeah, keep going. So blunt force trauma, uh, uh, simple weapons. What's that did, tag? Uh, oh yeah, basic tattoo weapons. Basic tattoo weapons. Yeah. So plus two. And then I still think risk taker applies. Uh, sure. All right. So and I will, I will go ahead and activate your weakness tag. Doesn't know when to walk away since you are taking the risk. <laughs> uh, it might've been, it might've been a better decision to do something else. So yeah. you get a, an attention. So you take a minus one to this role, but you get an attention to, um, so it's a plus two theme. instead of a plus three, right? Yeah. All right. T- total of 10. Total of 10. All right. I'm going to get what I want, so I'm going to stop them, and then I'm going to counter their whatever she tries to do when I stop her. Okay. So you run forward. The door's, like, open, but you, like, kick the door shut. Uh, She steps back, and you come with the bat and swing at her, and she, like, dodges out of the way of the swing, but you're standing between her and the car now. She looks at you just glaring, just teeth gritted. You killed him. You son of a bitch. You killed him. And I'm going to make you pay. Uh, who else? Who wants to go? Ren sees Bill rush towards her and smirks and rushes towards her as well. Okay. So Dexter. you're you're just <laughs> rushing yeah. towards her. Limping. Yeah. <laughs> Esther's going to... Um, pull out the revolver uh-huh. and she's gonna kind of perk up enough to where she can like see over the heaping mess mm-hmm. or hulking mess and wait till she has like a, a shot yeah okay do you want to take a change the game to like aim like take a like perfect like the time is right sure. or like waiting for the shot or take the shot I don't know something like that sure with new dice, because those dice have been sick all night. <laughs> those dice are why you're in this bad position in the first place. Um, so... Rusted Trusted Colt Cobra. Uh-huh. Um, maybe Life Lessons, because, like, I was taught... Like your dad to, taught you... Yeah. Take a careful aim. Right. Slowly focus. Yeah, like taught okay. me the steps to take even in like okay. high stress situations. Sure. So two. Sure. So go ahead and roll a change the game with plus two. 
Move everything out of the way. Yeah, clear the table. Take all the mics down. Ten. So a ten? Mm -hmm. So a ten plus, you get a minimum of two juice, and you can create a story tag, burn a power tag or story tag, give or reduce a status, scale up the effect, prolong the effect, or hide the effect. Um, and I assume, like, you're wanting to give yourself, like, I'm aiming. I got a true aim. Mm -hmm. So I would assume, like, you want to give yourself a status. I just want to shoot her. <laughs> you want to shoot her? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, then we could have rolled a hit with all you've got. Well, but I needed to make sure that I was going to hit her and not anybody else. Okay, sure. So... So I guess I give myself the, like, true aim status or something. Sure, so... Know. You could use this chance to give yourself a true aim status, you know, with two. Mm -hmm. um, and then you could roll a hit with all you've got. With a plus two. Uh-huh. And anything else you could add to it. Uh, I wouldn't say you could add your life lessons or uh, cult cobra to this one. Uh, because, I mean, that's what you use to make this tag. Mm -hmm. uh, but what do you have any other tags you could add to it to the actual shot? So now you've aimed and you've looked down the barrel. What uh, what tags could you add to actually take the shot? Maybe daddy's fighter, because like I'm not afraid to take the shot. Like I'm not going to hesitate. OK, so go ahead and roll a hit with I've got plus three. Yeah. <laughs> what did we say? That's we said plus three with a plus three. So 14. So that's a dynamite. Would control the conflict mean that, like, it doesn't get anybody else kind of thing? Well, control the conflict is just you have two juice to spend it on. So, like, you could give another status to somebody. You could uh, burn a tag. Uh, and usually, so it's weird. Like, y'all have tags, like your different power tags. But if you wanted to burn a tag of hers, like she has her gun, her vest, um... Different items and things like that are tags that you can burn. Or if she created a tag, like if she was a sorcerer and was like, I create this rolling ball of fire. Like, that's a tag. How could you burn it? So you're, you're hitting her with a, a status of four. Mm -hmm. uh, what, what else do you want to add? You got two options. So I'm going to get her good. Okay, so step it up by one. So now mm -hmm. it's a, now it's it's a, a status of five. Um, I want to control the collateral damage because I just want to make sure that like nobody else was hit in the crossfire or okay. anything. Okay. Um, That's two. You got one more. And then I don't know. I gained the upper hand, but I don't so you know have one juice. what that would look like. So one exactly. juice, you use it just like change the game. Create uh -huh. a story tag, burn a power tag or story tag, or give or reduce the status. Does she and she had a weapon? Mm hmm She has a AR fifteen. She does not anymore. Okay. So <laughs> Esther swings her gun around, breathes slowly. You hear the, the voice of your father, uh, almost not even being able to remember what he sounded like. But it comes through to you. You squeeze off one shot. The shot hits the barrel of her AR fifteen and it clatters to the ground at her feet. She turns to you and the tattoo on her arm starts to flare, and then you smirk a little, pull the trigger again, the hammer flashes down, the bullet flashes out, and it just barrels into her chest, uh, passing out the other side. Uh, she coughs, 
and she stands there for a second and falls to one knee and you see blood start to dribble out the side of her mouth uh, and I will say Jesse is a nemesis that means she's just not some ordinary bad guy she cannot be permanently dealt with unless Bill spends a moment of evolution to resolve her and however he's they are resolved is like up to narrative but whatever you do to Jesse now will not forever end the threat of her even if you kill her she could come back as like a ghost or something to haunt Bill or the rest of you um, so how, how does this resolve do you kill her does a shot kill her does something happen and she gets away um, you did control the collateral damage uh, so like nobody else is hit by your shot or whatever uh, but, but what happens here I don't think I kill her, but like, I feel like she's gonna think a lot harder before she tries to screw with us again. Okay. Okay. So you you shoot her in the chest. She just falls to the ground. Uh, Rin, at this point, you rush up to her as she's like falling down. Um, And also at this time, the campus security shows up. They sprint across the lawn and they tackle Jesse to the ground <laughs> already as weak as she is, like bury her face into the dirt and start handcuffing her. Uh, one of the, um, are they police officers? I guess they're yeah, security. They are. They are? Oh, okay. Yeah. So one, one of the police officers like has his hand on his gun and looks at, I guess, Rin and Bill would be the two closest to where this is happening. And they look at you. Uh, Bill, did you withdraw the baseball bat or anything? Yeah, yeah, if I saw people running over. Okay, so you withdraw the baseball bat. Rin, you don't have your gun out or anything, so they look at you, and, and they'll they'll yell, on the ground, on the ground, on the ground. Okay, okay, we're at getting on the ground. At this point, like, Esther, like, drops back down behind the SUV. Okay. Door. Like, so are you, you're wanting to... No, I'm behind the... Because um, Bill pulled me behind the car. Oh, gotcha. So we're, mm-hmm. I was behind that. So I, I like, drop back down. Okay. And I... Okay, and you holster your weapon? Yeah. Okay. Um, they're they're going to look you over and pat you down. Uh, Rin, they find your gun... And they pull it out of its holster. But it is collapsible. But it is collapsible. It's like a thick laptop, almost, the way it has collapsed. And they're just turning it over, and they shrug, and then, like, throw it to the ground next to you. But they pat you down, don't find any weapons. Uh, They start casing the area. They pick up (laughs) JC. They pick up Jesse and drag her back to the car and as she's going she's looking straight at Bill screaming with spit and blood flying from her mouth she says this isn't over you'll never get rid of me I'll come back I'll come back for you Bill and then they push her into the vehicle and close the door alright see you later (laughs) (laughs) see you later hello friends 
Welcome to episode 41, and as you have probably already been able to tell, we are experimenting a little with the uh, the format of Misconceptions. Uh, I figured it would be a good idea for us to start doing a mid-roll show notes section instead of having it all front-loaded at the front. Of course, that's where you front-load stuff. But anyways, uh, I thought it would just be better because... You know, when people want to listen to a podcast, they don't necessarily want to listen to me ramble on for 10 minutes. Um, they just want to kind of get into the action. So, doing a mid-roll is going to allow us to do that. It'll let you get into it quicker, and, you know, there will be a little section still in the middle where I can thank Patreon backers and those that have reviewed us on iTunes. Uh, but I think this will be a, a new format that we will use going forward, and I think it will be a good thing for the show. But anyways, I have a super cool announcement to make. We've hit our second goal on Patreon. Woo! Uh, what this means is now our monthly trips to Austin will be fully funded by the donations of you, our wonderful patrons. Uh, this means that I can afford to pay for Jaime's gas to drive from Houston. I can pay for Zach and Tessa's gas to drive down there because they have the bigger car. Uh, I can pay for us to eat out. Uh, this is awesome. This is such cool thing that I'm going to be able to do for my friends for helping me do this nerdy show. Um, So thank you so much for doing this. Our next goal is $800 a month, and that's pretty steep, but I think it's going to be well worth it, because at $800 a month, I can afford to pay Zach, Tessa, Jaime, Carrie, paychecks. I can afford to pay them for what we do on this podcast, because... Everybody puts a lot of heart into this podcast and wants to see it succeed, and I want to be able to give them something for that. So at $800 a month, that's our next goal. That's what we're going to try to get to. I'm so thrilled that we hit that $300 mark, because that was, just hitting that $300 mark was one of my, you know, uh, my New Year's goals for this podcast, and we've done it. That's awesome. Uh, Thank you so much, guys. And going along with hitting that goal, I would like to give a shout out to our patrons. Uh, Carl Collins, thank you so much for your generous donation. Thank you so much for helping us get to that 300 mark. We love you and we appreciate you. We also want to give a shout out to Betty Haley, Carrie's mom. Uh, You recently increased your pledge. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Betty. That is it for this first of our mid-roll show notes. Uh, let me know what you think about it. Do you like it? Is it a good change for the format? Do you want to go back to the front-loaded show notes? I don't know. Let me know. But anyways... Oh yeah, one more thing. Before I go, before I let you get back to the show, uh, there's a geek out after the credits. After this episode. So stick around after the credits for that. But let's get back into the adventure, shall we? Uh, so... Once campus security gets everything sorted out, they they ask uh, the two of you being, you know, nearest to what happened, like, what what happened? What exactly did you see? Well, me and him, we were just studying on the bench over here, and we were just, this woman came up, and she started shooting at this woman over here, and so we thought we were going to, like, save the day, and... Um, rush at her she got really scared she threw her gun um and then you guys showed up so well 
thank you, thank you, thank you. And they they will go run over to Esther, and they look you over. Ma'am, do you need any medical assistance? No, I'll be fine. Ma'am, you, you are bleeding. Do you, do you realize that you're bleeding, ma'am? I'm always bleeding. <laughs> they look at each other. Do you need us to take you to a hospital, ma'am? No. Well, they've run a, like a few checks. They check your pulse, everything, check concussion and everything. Uh, but eventually, eventually uh, it kind of dies down. And uh, they they eventually leave, and you all come together at the smoldering wreckage of Esther's SUV. Come together. What happened, guys? All I heard was the explosion. I mean, you saw her, didn't you? Yes, I saw her. I attempted things, but apparently I just didn't nail it today. Yeah, and now you see that Faye is... Bleeding from a few cuts and gashes on her arms and legs that uh, she did not have earlier last time you saw her. Did the professor beat you up? No, she shot at me and grazed, the bullets grazed my arm and thigh and... So, um, you might need a new car. Thanks for that. Yeah. I mean, insurance will cover it, I'm sure. Kind of like the bar. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> kind of a high-risk asset. Should we, like, go somewhere else? Yes. We it was kind of unsafe to be here. Well, and we and How do you treat. suppose we get there? We can get a gooba or something. Fairy stick service. Yeah. Not a thing? Well, I th- uh, do you have to report well, this to your insurance? Boss is dead. Ren, I understand that you're coping right now due to your lack of love as a child. <laughs> Faze, I don't need your sarcasm right now. But I'm going to need you to pull it together. Uh, I'm sorry that you fell out of a tree and scratched yourself, but we need to get out of this university. Did we put the box in the car before we went to the oh door? Oh, my gosh. <sighs> I am now going to activate your crew weakness tag. Evidence goes missing. No. That's why he exploded my vehicle. I mean, there was a couple of perfect storm moments that happened You're for that encounter. <laughs> <laughs> no. So you get one more attention in Conspiracy Busters, and we're actually going to be able to level that one up. We don't care. We, we never three. use it. <laughs> <laughs> well, crack it. <laughs> crack it, and let's get a new theme. I'd just like to point out that this story has it. literally taken everything from me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your your father, your bar, and your SUV. Hold are on to sure, that ring. Are you sure your name is Esther and not Job? Nah. <laughs> Heard it both ways. Oh my gosh! If you became the rift of Job, <laughs> that's what's happening right that now. Is so good. Oh my god! I want that to happen so much now. <laughs> Anyways, Esther, would you like me to try? Would you like to go back to my apartment and I can try to to treat some of the wounds you have? I'm really fine. Oh, well, I mean, you're not at all. You're bleeding. So are the rest of you. I'm They're burned. Not. 
You're bleeding. Do you need to talk to Javi or something? No. How are we getting out of here? You need a drink? I already called a goober. We're good. I think it was fairies. What is it? Something fairies. Sticks fairy service. Ah. Yeah. Uh, Bill, that was that was something you had set up through the Golden Flamingo Casino. Well, uh, you know you, what? I'm the Golden Flamingo now. So. All right. You are. <laughs> You're the captain. I always knew you were a flamingo. That's why you've been walking around on one leg. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Gary. <laughs> It cut out. The mic cut out. Lame. That's good. You didn't miss anything. <laughs> you, you did it. You didn't need to hear that joke. All right. We're getting some kind of taxi service of, of some sort or another to take us to the apartment or the bar? Mm, the apartment. I guess it's, it's all apartment. I said my apartment earlier, but mm -hmm, yeah. <laughs> I heard it. <laughs> Okay, so you, you call a goober, and we have this morose scene with the uh, the four of you crammed into the back of this compact car, none of you looking at each other, various ones of you bleeding or with smoldering jackets. Uh, and then we cut to the same four of you crawl or stomping up the stairs to your apartment, and as you're coming up, you see X-Man and a couple of the other kids like out in the hallway like throwing a ball up against a door, and, like, they see y'all walking over bloodied, bruised, and burning. And X-Men, like, whoa. Miss Carver, are you okay? Hey, guys. Um, you're outside. Yeah, we are totally okay. There was an explosion at the university, and we just happened to be nearby. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, an explosion? What? What? Whoa! Are you okay? Yeah, we are okay. I bet it'll be on the news tonight. They like flock around you, and they're like not not tenderly, kind of like pulling on your arms and looking at the scrapes. Oh, ow! Okay, yes, that is actually painful. One of them steps over the ester to do the same. Touch me, and I'll punch you. <laughs> he puts his hands up. And backs away. <laughs> hey, guys. Yes, thank you. I missed y'all, too. Don't touch Esther. She doesn't like to be touched. Or looked at, really. Um, anyways, uh, have y'all eaten dinner? Yep. Esther Coke. goes inside the apartment. And Pop-Tarts and whipped cream. And they, like, high-five each other all around. <laughs> Great. That's hopefully going to change soon. <laughs> Has anybody heard from Scott or anything? X-Man looks at everybody. Anybody? No? No? We haven't heard from him. Okay. Well, let me know if that changes. I'm going to go get cleaned up. Sure thing. And they, like, bounce the ball down the hall, and you see, like, one door open, and this grumpy-looking old man looks out. He stares kind of at you as the <laughs> adult of these children. And then just slams the door shut as all the kids run by. <laughs> she turns around. Hey, guys, maybe a little quieter, please. Yeah, okay, sure thing. Oh, gosh. Y'all go inside the apartment. Uh, what do y'all do? 
Esther's laying on the couch. So I'm picturing a similar scene to the first time that I was, like, using my herbal infliction stuff. Uh-huh. Um, but now it's become more routine. So Faye is just, like, moving through the kitchen, avoids, like, subconsciously avoids Ren as he gets into the fridge and then, like, moves around him and has, like, a routine of getting together all of the different plants that are the healing ones and, like, making different mixtures and stuff like that and, like, getting aloe. And all of it's, like, super organized, like, prepared for these kind of, like, yes. you have, like, a setup yes. for this. Yes, yes, yes. This apartment. Oh, for sure. It's like a like a bigger daily pill bottle thing where like each thing has like a different plant in it. And I just like pop it open and I'm like, and a little bit of this and a little bit of that. She's dancing along as she's adding things. Do you you want to roll a change the game? Sure. Okay. Um, Or, Or you could use your help and hurt points for this. Oh, yes. Do you have help points on everybody? I don't think I have any on red. Yeah, that's not safe. <laughs> you give him a poison flower. <laughs> I have a help point for Bill, which uh-huh. he doesn't need it. Yeah. Um, I have two help points for Esther. Okay. Can you do two at once? Yeah, you could burn those two and uh, reduce his status one point per juice. three help points for Ren. No. I have no help points for Ren, but I could... Roll a change the game yeah. for that. Okay, so go ahead and erase your two help points for Esther. Once you're done holding the mic. (laughs) (laughs) But I will. Okay. (laughs) And then go ahead and roll. So what are you? Don't drop the mic. What are you adding? Um, I'm adding the more the merrier because I'm in my apartment, our apartment, and it's filled with plants and herbal infliction. Okay. So change the game with plus two for Rin. Uh, 11. 11. So you get a minimum of two juice, which you already had. Uh, and I would assume you just want to reduce his status, right? Yep. Okay. Reduce his status, one point per juice, so two. So, Rin, you reduce it by two. Cool. Rin's good. Yeah. And then you use two of your help, your only two help points on Esther mm-hmm. uh, to step her status down by two. So, Faye spends quite some time making these concoctions for Rin and for uh, Esther. Uh, does anyone want to do anything while she's doing that, or do we wait until after? I want to say that Ren is looking up um, anything about Doctor Jacoby and um, Marcus, and just seeing, just like maybe not even like rolling an investigate, but just like a general cursory, okay, like, internet search. Okay, you you pull up, you know, Google Piotr Jacoby. And Marcus Malcolm, uh, not a whole lot of things pop up, um, like some some papers that like Marcus Malcolm wrote and uh, jo- Dr. Jacoby was like the chair on. Um, you see different. Uh, actually, I don't even know if you would see that many articles on Jacoby himself. Uh, it's just sparse information. And nothing that really connects the two outside of, you know, he was a student and he was a professor. Would I get more information? Would I get more information if I rolled an investigate? You might. Okay. I'll roll an investigate and. um, I'll use data mining in my high tech laptop. 
Okay. Plus two. Uh, dynamite. Wow. On a twelve blood, on a twelve plus, your investigation reveals a key detail. The MC will reveal the most valuable detail in the scene that your investigation could reveal. You can then use your clues to ask follow-up questions or other questions as usual. Okay, so what what exactly are you looking for? I'm looking at just more details about Jacoby, something that we can connect him to, like the island, the Holy War. Um, something more that like connects him to Marcus Malcolm, the cabal um the mafia something like more substantial than what dr walters told us of like dr jacoby and marcus working together you pull up information about jacoby uh you're looking at normal like papers the university site just googling you also hack into the city uh network uh and, you know, you're just running some algorithms and things and you get a hit uh, on some facial recognition for Jacoby. Um, and it kind of pulls up this uh, street cam footage from the uh, from the straights uh, from the dock district. Um, and you see a, a shrimpy man. He has a a, a dark coat pulled up around him with kind of a hood pulled up over his head. He has very angular features, a, a large nose, um, circular glasses that kind of sit on his nose beneath his eyes. Uh, he's balding on top with this just horseshoe of white stringy hair wrapping around his head. Um, but you just find this picture of him and it's marked somewhere in the, um, dock district. And Faye, as he is pulling up this image, you're bringing him his tonic, and you see that picture. You've seen this man before. He was sitting at the table with Jeremiah the night Pip Hamill was shot at the mayoral debate gala. He was one of the people there. He was the man who was very brusque with you and uh, spoke with a very thick uh, Eastern European accent and said, like, we don't want to be bothered. Please leave us alone. Ren, who are you looking at? Uh, apparently Dr. Jacoby. I have met him. Oh, really? Where did you meet Dr. Jacoby? He was at the mayoral gala debate thing. He was at a table with Jeremiah and some creepy old woman who knew all about me because old women hold the city. And I don't know, I think there were some other people there, but he was not friendly, to say the least. That is probably not a good sign then. I mean, if we he's, know he's evil. I mean, we know he's evil. He's We know that he talks about a holy war. It's not good that he's already sitting with Jeremiah. And now that Jeremiah's dead, he's probably pretty pissed. Probably. And since we know that Jeremiah was in the cabal, it's probably safe to assume that he's in the cabal as well. Yeah, I think that is safe to assume. Um, I don't know. I don't have any way to track him down or anything. I just well now that, there that day. Now we know what he looks like. He, we know where he works, and we know that he's in, in the cabal. So True. we know some three key details. 
And you still have two questions to ask from your uh, investigate. Okay. Um, where is another place that he frequents? Okay. You you find quite a few snapshots of him at Promethean University. Um, but oddly enough, none in any residential areas or shopping areas. You see pictures of him walking to and from Promethean University and then shots of him in and around the dock district and warehouses. I'll link that last question about Jacoby. Okay, go ahead and take a status card and write, you know, bubble in one and then write on there, you know, investigation Jacoby, computer, phase apartment or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Just something so we can remember where it happened. Uh, so, Faye, you hand out these healing tonics. Uh, Esther and Ren, you drink it. You start to feel a little better, although it does not close up the wounds or anything like that, but maybe with time they will heal a little quicker. Um, what is everybody doing? Esther's just rolling over on the couch to go to sleep, and it should be noted that in the past Esther would go, like, back to her room or wherever, the guest room back in before they were living together uh. um, to be away from everybody, but she's choosing to fall asleep on the couch in the room where everybody's at. Okay. As, as you are having this conversation, you turn to Esther and see she is snoring lightly on the couch, taking a uh, afternoon nap, as it were. It's not nighttime. Yeah. I was thinking it was nighttime. But still, I mean, yeah. Wait, it's daytime? Yeah. <laughs> daytime. All of, all of that nighttime. happened, like, in the late morning slash afternoon. Oh, man. That That's... whole encounter at the university. Yeah, because remember, like, the we learned about Marcus's stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, like, the break into the morgue at, yeah. like, early morning and then, or, like, middle of the night. And then we went to the university at, like, 8. Yeah. I just picture misconceptions as like perpetual nighttime. Yeah, perpetually night. Yeah. We're, just, we're just always in Gotham City, so it's always nighttime and that the sky is all always red. Completely in my mind, but okay, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, Jesse attacked you on broad daylight. No shit. What a psycho. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Faye's gonna like quietly since Esther is napping. Um, fill the guys in on the talk she had with the professor. Um, just talking about, well, okay, hang on. I guess I'll do it. Um, so I, you know, quote unquote, left something in the science building to go talk to the professor. Um, I didn't get a lot other than the fact that he really is so clueless. Um, and doesn't seem to really be aware of the mist, but he said that Jacoby kind of took Marcus under his wing slash forced Marcus about five years ago, um, and that Jacoby hasn't been in his office since the summer term started. Um, so I don't know if he's at the docks like Ren found or what, but he hasn't been at the school. Um, but he said he texts me when he shows back up. That's good. Yeah, I mean, that's something. So, I mean, at least we... <laughs> At least we know that he's not leading on to, or at least we know that Dr. Walters is clueless and that he's not hiding something from us. 
So, I mean, he did care care a lot about Marcus. All right. Well, seems to me like we have one play until we hear something back from that professor. We should really try to check out um, Marcus' grandma's house and see if we can figure anything out there whenever Esther wakes up. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. Let's see that. And then the camera kind of zooms in on uh, Esther's sleeping face uh, And we see a flash into her dream And we just see uh, it's a shot of the bar All perfect and idyllic And uh, Esther is sitting on one side of the booth And across the booth from her we see a man uh... Carrie, what does Morty look like? Have we ever described him on the podcast? I don't know, so if we did, I probably wouldn't be describing him the same. Um, He has some of the same, like, facial features, like the same eyes, the same nose as Esther. Okay. Um, He's older, you know, graying hair, um, pretty, like, built. Okay. Okay. It's, it's like uh, obvious, like you could tell, like they are father and daughter. Okay, and he he has a drink in his hand. He's looking at you with admiration in his eyes. And he just says, "I love you, Esther." I love you too, Dad. They just sit there in the booth with nobody else in the store, just looking at each other like a dad and a daughter. And the camera zooms out, fades to black. End of episode. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Misconceptions. We will be back with our next episode on February 11th. If you like the show and want to hang out with us on your social media platforms, we have a Facebook and Twitter, and you can find us both there. We also have a Gmail, misconceptionspod at gmail.com, where you can email us if you wanted to, you know, if you're into that. This show is completely funded by support from our backers on Patreon, our friends there who love us. Thank you so much for supporting us. And if you want to support us monetarily, please consider following the link to our Patreon and giving to us there. If you would like to support us in a non-monetary way, there are plenty of ways you could do that. You could share us with your friends. You could leave us a rating review on iTunes. Or you could just uh, tweet us out to your friends on social media. Any one of those will really help us grow because we don't pay a dime to advertise this show. City of Mist is an RPG created by Son of Oak. You can find more of their products at sonofoak.com. The Misconceptions theme music was composed by Aaron Wharton. You can find more of his music at aaronwharton.net. And that is it for this week's episode of Misconceptions. Don't forget there is a geek out during the credits right after this, so stick around for that. And remember everybody, keep it nerdy, y'all. do a geek out during the credits it's late and uh 
So Jesse, so I don't know if y'all remember last time we did our geek out during the credits, uh, Jaime rolled a 10 plus on his nemesis or his foreshadowing role. So that meant I got to introduce Jesse with like no warning and like in a big way. Mm. Um, and so no kidding. Boom. <laughs> I didn't, I had like no anticipation to like throw her into this episode. But then, like, things were happening at the this, the college, and I was like, I want to spice this up a little bit. Like, what could I do? And I was like, I just have Jesse literally <laughs> Jesse sitting in my back pocket. Every time you're bored, you break something <laughs> of mine. Well, no, that's not true. This is the first time I was bored and broke something of yours. The first time I broke something because Tessa was bored. <laughs> I have no comment. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but... uh. Any any thoughts or comments on this these uh, past two episodes this session? Uh, I did get three attention and my digital data implants, so I get to Ooh, add nice. another power tag. Uh, so that'll be the fifth power tag for that. Um, really? Yeah. Wow. Or you could choose another theme improvement on the back of that. Uh, it doesn't just have to be a new uh, power tag. Another theme improvement. Yeah. For the uh, for the divination power set, uh, anyone else? Any comments? Uh, I'm liking my. Oh, no! Go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say I'm liking my new powers. I'm glad yeah. I chose something more combat oriented um, for the second one. I hate the thought of having a nemesis. It's so annoying. Literally just can show up anytime. Yeah. Like, and blow up a box of evidence that we needed. <laughs> and just yeah, generally so like ruin she, our lives. She got to make a move on y'all as if you had missed a player move. And uh, I also remembered, oh yeah, they have a weakness tag called Evidence Disappears. They just put that box in that car. I'm going to blow it up and link it all together. And here I thought we were being safe by putting it in the SUV. <laughs> in the city, nothing is ever really safe. <laughs> Time to carry all the important evidence in my underwear from now on. <laughs> uh, let's see you blow those up. Yeah. Just kidding. Please don't. Uh, it turns out somebody soaked your underwear in meat and a pit bull <laughs> harasses you. Isn't that cheaper by the dozen? Yeah, it's cheaper yeah. by the dozen. <laughs> you soaked his underwear in meat. Funny, but wrong. <laughs> oh, Ashton Kutcher, you funny person. And Steve Martin, a much more funny person. Yeah. But anyways, uh, yeah. Any any other comments before we start a- answering the uh, geek out questions? It's just all so messed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like I, we learned a lot this time, though. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we, we're finally making a lot of progress with, like, the initial storyline that we started. Yeah. Uh, I also want to say that I typed out... So, I went to a football game after school today, because we're recording on a Thursday night, and I brought my City of Mist book, my journal, to write out, you know, different plot points and things, uh, which I did... the. I did the university, so I plotted out that. But I also knew I wanted to write a journal entry for Marcus for y'all to find that gave him, like, or gave you his, like, insight into what was going on. 
but I didn't get to write it because some students found me and sat with me for the rest of the game. Uh, so anyways, I typed up that on my phone the entire drive here, so hey. luckily I was not caught, and luckily I did not crash. David. <laughs> I am devoted Siri, to this podcast. You can have Siri-type notes or voice record or something. Well, I did, but then I was like, I don't like it because it just sounds conversational. I need to write it like a journal entry. I get you, Misconceptions does not endorse texting while driving or any form of distracted driving. It can wait. Yes, it can wait. <laughs> when you're dead. <laughs> no, I won't say that. Too far. Too you're going to have to start being more careful when you drive. Yes, I know, dear. Because I am going to be a father. <laughs> of a strapping son. Oh, maybe. Read their faces. Read their faces. What'd they give away? Or a, or a daring daughter. Yeah. They're too good at poker faces. Yeah, we are. Or a strapping <laughs> Whatever. daughter. Or but there was a lot of daddy-daughter stuff in these episodes, so. Hmm. Oh, yeah. I didn't even notice that. Hmm. Are we playing our hand? You'll have to find out. <laughs> Next time. i call time. the doctor and make sure what they said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Carrie isn't sure if she heard a boy or a girl, so she's like, I don't know what the doctor said. <laughs> so uh, we think we know, but we might not know. <laughs> I don't know how to play it off to the doctor and not sound like a crazy person. You just say, I'm pregnant, and I didn't understand what you said. Could you please say that? I just want to verify what you said, because I'm not entirely sure. Just say, I have pregnant ears. I did not hear that. (laughs) Pregnant ears? My ears are pregnant. (laughs) My ears are giving birth. Oh, Oh God. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so (coughs) any, any other thoughts or comments we want to say about this episode? Or these past two episodes. I have a love-hate relationship with Jessie. She's the coolest character. She's really hard to beat. But you don't like Linda? What? No. But you don't like nothing. Linda? They're like apples and oranges. Oh, okay. I just like, like, Jessie is a cool villain. Yeah, I am. I'm glad she became a thing. Mm-hmm. I'm glad she became a nemesis, too. Because she didn't get a lot of, I mean, she got some limelight in season one, but. Now we really get to explore her and like why she was so devoted to Jeremiah, even still. All right, let's geek out. Uh, who wants to answer one of those questions? How has the crew grown this session? Which character had the most meaningful interaction with you? Uh, which of your themes is under the most strain? Our crew theme is under the most threat, isn't it? Yeah, I, I would agree. Yes. So if... Uh, Bill or Jaime, do you want to answer this question? Sure. Somebody hold up the crew theme for me. We're conspiracy well, busters. Uh-huh. Yeah, we're conspiracy so, busters. So if you lose your conspiracy busters theme, if that is not the identity that links all of you together, and TBH, I don't think it is right now anyways. But anyways, if y'all lose that, what will take its place? Like, what will your new thing that keeps you together be? What will your crew theme be? Hmm. What is Dabblers in the... What, what are the... So I see Dabblers in the Mist. What else is over there? I mean, we can... Oh, okay. You're we can it also choose, like, nice. different ones. So it doesn't Vigilante. have to be those four. Yes, yes. So 
it doesn't have to be these four because those, the book has like those old four. Yeah, those are the old four, and then in the book there are some more, and also we can create our own core theme or crew theme. Uh, so it doesn't just have to be one of these. I like Dabblers in the Mist. Is there what anything is about in the a mist? bunch of ragtag misfits? <laughs> I think that's actually in the book. Yeah, uh, I, let me. Because I think when we were doing a... That's like the gang or something. Yeah, yeah there's one I, called the gang, when, when which we is like doing something with Tessa. It's straight up Scooby-Doo. When we were doing a, that separate game with you, Tessa, there was the gang. Yeah. And we've already got the Shaggy and Scooby voice. Oh, gosh. Well, Scooby. Oh, no, that was you. I was, I was Scooby. So <laughs> the, uh, the themes that the uh, book has is casual detectives. Uh, the series focus is everyday life. Uh, company men. The series focus is an all-powerful organization. Uh, conspiracy busters. Government-level conspiracies. Dabblers in the mist. The series focus is the occult. The event, the series focus is a traumatic or life-altering event shared by everyone on the crew. The gang, the series focus is the relationship within the crew. Masked vigilante investigations, the series focus is crime. Modern gods, the series focus is gods, their divinity, and their domains. The order, the series focus is the battle between light and dark. And the pros. The series focus is operations and heists. So we're definitely not pros. <laughs> Moe's <laughs> is definitely not pros. <laughs> we we, that. we are not good at heists. <laughs> we're not masked. We're not masked vigilantes. I don't think. Yeah. No. There's no what captain are, power. What are dabblers? What is that? Um, it's more of a focus on like. The mist. So one thing unites you all, the mystery of your existence. You have found each other in the most peculiar circumstances after each one of you reached the unavoidable conclusion that the answers you seek can only be found through much deeper understanding of reality. I I feel like we're the gang one. I feel like we're focused on relationships. I could be wrong. What what do y'all think? I think that's fair. I think it's the closest match. Uh, Zach had a good point. He asked if uh, the crew was the same in this book as it is on that sheet. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Tessa. You gave, gave me the death glare. Conspiracy so. busters. No, dabblers in this. Uh, strange cases are not confined to modern times. Living legends have always walked the streets of the city and have left a plethora of evidence for you to find. If you search the city's museums, old buildings, ruins, and forgotten tunnel systems, you will come up with ancient artifacts, crumbling manuscripts, and cryptic riddles that will lead your crew to answers to the answers you seek. Perhaps your crew includes a two-bit mystic looking for a real deal or a religious zealot seeking redemption. Maybe you have on board an eager academic, a greedy smuggler, or simply someone curious about the story behind their mythos. But beware! There are things buried in the mist that are better left untouched. Uh, The gang is, you're more than just investigation partners, you're friends. Whether you are high school friends, university chums, elderly home roommates, or just hanging out together, you've known each other for a while and possibly even helped each other go through your awakenings. 
Uh, it seems whenever you hang out together, strange things start happening around you, things that are connected to your own personal questions. Can you help those around you restore the peace while solving the mysteries of your own mythoi? You may not have fancy headquarters, a great deal of resources, or the slightest clue what you're doing, but hey, you have each other. Damn, if that does not sound like our podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, I think that's us, guys. Yeah, that's us. <laughs> yep. That's it. Yeah. So that's if, uh, if Conspiracy Busters cracks... I mean, you think will you will take up the gang crew theme? I think I think so, and I think that is good that we started with conspiracy busters because we definitely had no idea who each other were, you know, mm-hmm. thirty nine episodes ago when we started, yeah. or, yeah. or forty episodes ago because this is forty one. But yeah, like now, time has passed. We've experienced a life together and mm-hmm. destruction and mayhem and good things and bad things, and so. I think that one makes a lot more sense now uh, than it would have in the beginning. Yeah, totally. All right. Who wants to go next? Yes, I'll go. Um, As far as, like, which character has had the most effect on Esther, um, I think this episode with Bill, like, basically saving her life initially, um, he would definitely get a help point. Yeah. Nice. So take a help point on Bill. Mm-hmm. Good. Hey. So how many help points do you have on Bill now? Two. Two. Uh, I'll go next. Okay. Um. With Faye helping out, um. Ren, both sarcastically, uh, but then also <laughs> with the T, um. I'll say, like, just helping him with his, like, burned one, um, healing his wounds um, would give him a, would give her a help point. Okay. So, Ren takes a help point on Faye? Mm-hmm. How many help points do you have on Faye now? Uh, two help points, one hurt point. Okay. And then Faye. Um. Or, sorry, Tessa. <laughs> They're interchangeable. It's fine. Yeah. Um, they are the same person. <laughs> I don't really know. Faye kind of like did her own thing mm-hmm. yeah. this time. Uh, do you have a crew that's under a lot of strain? You do have your, a I mean, what? did I say crew? I meant mm-hmm. theme. Do you have a theme that is under a lot of strain? Yeah, but I did that last time. Yeah. But do we want to add more details to it? What what did you write on your flip side for it? Um, magic question mark. <laughs> okay. Okay. You want to add anything to that, or <laughs> or answer another question? Um. <laughs> Um, okay, so this would be, like, if I lost my mythos. Yeah, what would Faye be without her forest mythos? Without her vines? She would be a really boring person. (laughs) Um, she'd probably move back to England. Dang. If she could escape the city. (sighs) Dun, dun, dun. Um, gosh, I don't want to do that. I hate thinking of new theme things. 
Okay. I'm going to avoid that. Um, I'm sure that'll work out. Avoiding things usually fixes it. Yeah, just push it down further. <laughs> That's what she said. Anyways. Oh, hey. my God. Okay. Um, which character had the most meaningful impact? Good or bad? Yeah, I know. Um. Okay. I don't know if I can do this. Do. Hmm. Yep. <laughs> Just do it. Where's the candy? Um. Do it. But I kind of feel like taking a hurt point on everyone because. Faye, like, feels really guilty about, like, being away from them mm. and, like, wasn't really included in the whole fight aspect of it. She, like, she didn't get to help them and Ooh, okay. they didn't really, like, notice when she, like, wasn't around at first <laughs> after the fight. Yeah, did the professor hit you? Oh, I got shot, you <laughs> idiot. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> okay. So, like, she just was, like, super disconnected from them in that Ooh. section. That's okay. true. So a hurt points on hurt point on everyone. That's true because Esther said to the professor, "Did you?" I said, "Did you fall from the tree?" <laughs> <laughs> well, I was shot. Y'all didn't see me trying to help you. Well, I was stuck behind the heaping mass. Yeah. Like, no, I did not see you. <laughs> Esther, sorry. I have three hurt points on you right now. Wow, <laughs> dang, it's been rough. <laughs> She moved wow. kids into my apartment. Yeah, y'all should have building, never moved so. in together. <laughs> it's not going Everything well. was fine. It's really hard when you live with friends. Yeah. True Isn't story. that the truth? That's why Carrie and I hate each other. Oh, you. <laughs> I also no, that's why we're not friends. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it was one or the other. They were both bad. You said it first. That's why, kids, you should never get married. No, marriage is the best. It is the best. <laughs> All right, so. Okay. You don't have to rub it in. Hey. <laughs> like, that's why I said it the way I said it. Yeah, didn't see kidding. my face. <laughs> oh. All right. Any, anything else before we end this geek out? No, can it please be over? <laughs> <laughs> it is 1234. Please and my listeners, we do this for you because we love you. And... We are going to end it now. Bye. End, end of episode. episode. Bye.